Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is only one way to properly start your morning, and it is with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with our free VEASAN daily newsletter. Bill 80 is up bright and early every single day, getting you the news and notes, betting updates you need, get expert analysis, as well as the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox, absolutely free every morning. VEASAN.com slash newsletter is how you can subscribe. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we welcome you into this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line. Time now to welcome in great friend of the show, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sports book at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. After what has been a busy two days as we start this super wild card weekend, still two more games to come, which we'll discuss in a moment. But how'd you guys do over there at the Borgata, especially when it comes to this Packers Cowboys game, which I know a lot of people liked the Packers to be competitive in this game, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, from the way the, the money was flowing in, no. I would I would <laughs> say you were correct on that story. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody, uh, a reporter on Friday, and I, I said, you know, we're just previewing the wild card games. And I said that that particular game there, if somehow the Packers can win that game, that's going to make the weekend for every sports book in the country. And it came, and it came to fruition. Um, certainly made our weekend, uh, with that. And because you had so many money line parlays, teasers that just flowed into the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, as you said, some people were expecting the Packers to at least be competitive, possibly cover this, the spread. Uh, but to, Win that game outright for Green Bay, it was just a monster result for the sports books, uh, us included. And the other three games actually all went our way as well, uh, the full games. I mean, we did lose some markets there on first half or second half uh, in particular games, but um, every single one of the four games that have been played so far in this wild card round have actually gone our way. So. Uh, we've been very, very happy with the results so far, and we've got two more here uh, coming up uh, just in this afternoon, uh, starting in a couple hours from now. Did you ever think about moving the line down? I mean, I kept waiting for it because I thought there would be late action on Green Bay, but it never, it never manifested, TG. There was, no. It stayed mm-hmm. set. Once it got to seven, it never moved. No, and that was, and that was the most heavily bet game 
uh, of the weekend by far was that Packers Cowboys game. Uh, certainly more handled than, than any of the others. Um, you know, you saw late Miami money against the chiefs, which, which was a uh, uh, little surprising to me. I, I wasn't expecting Miami money to come in the way that it did on that. Um, yesterday it was a lot of Detroit money that showed up here. Uh, it was early Rams money in the week. Yesterday it was all Detroit money. So, but the, the Packers money, it, you know, it was kind of here and there, but certainly nobody was taking them on the money line. And, um, and again, just when you add in all those parlays and all the teasers, it was just so big, uh, for the Cowboys to lose outright. And obviously they have, uh, some decisions now to make, um, as far as coaching and, and personnel go. Yeah, we are waiting very, very patiently to see if we get any of that Mike McCarthy news uh, here here coming up. Uh, TG, when it comes to pushing this game forward and the Packers now getting set to head out to Levi Stadium and play the San Francisco 49ers this week, we're, we're seeing largely double digits, 10-point spreads uh, around town. Yeah. And what would what would you have made this spread, let's say, yesterday prior to the game? If I told you Green Bay was going to win and they're going to play San Francisco, would that number have been 10, or was, did the way that they beat Dallas impact that number? Well, Green Bay, I've actually, after yesterday's game, taking into account yesterday's game, I, I moved them, their power rating up a full three points from December 18th, from where they were at December 18th. So uh, within a month, they moved a full three points uh, and I was even leaning, even the way that they looked yesterday, I was leaning towards making that 10 and a half uh, against the Niners. Now, 10 is where we decided to open it. Um, I saw some nine and a half, I guess, uh, on the open, but um, I, it certainly would have been higher. I think if, if they had just eked out a win over Dallas, it might have been 10 and a half, but uh, somewhere around that, I don't think it would have been much, much higher being able to beat Dallas uh, and moving on like that, uh, it it probably would have been right around that same range. And and how about today? Like, how are you treating the – did you, first of all, talk about the rules. Did you take the game off your book, refund, and then rebook the game once it moved? And then where are are you on the over-under on this total, and where are you getting hit? So the Bill Steelers game, if you had bet that earlier in the week, it is action uh, here. Now it is important uh, to check the the house rules wherever you bet this game because uh, every book varies on their house rules in, in terms of when there's there's movement. So our particular rule uh, for this is if the game is played within seven days at the same site, the tickets are action. So, of course, this game being played uh, just one day later in Buffalo, it's fine. Now, in terms of the movement, uh, still bills are 10 point favorites, but the total is really what has been impacted. It was 33 and a half when that game got uh, moved to today. And we reopened at 37 and a half. Now it's up to 38 and a half. Uh, so, and we are getting money here coming in on the over, uh, at this point. So, uh, obviously, the weather weather conditions have improved. If you bet that game early, expecting uh, the very poor uh, blizzard-like conditions that uh, would have been the case yesterday, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, unfortunately, uh, the house rules dictate that that bet stands. Uh, and now you don't really have a very good number in your pocket. 
if you had, you know, were betting 34 and a half under or under 33 and a half prior to the game being moved, uh, it's uh, it, it's just one of those things. But right now, the the over today is uh, has been been getting bet. Still feels like a, a big spread in a low total game, which, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, how about this Eagles-Bucks game? Philadelphia obviously favored in this spot, despite the, the struggles that they have had down the stretch. Lost five of their last six games outright. Jalen Hurts dealing with a little bit of an injury, but Baker Mayfield pretty dinged up on the other side. How's it getting played at the Borgata? Well, no surprise here. It's uh, it's People are still betting Philly, even though... Uh, they continue to call for Nick Sirianni's job, and uh, you know, want to want to run it's him out of town, just like uh, it's, you know. It's but they're they're still forking it over on the Eagles here. So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at this Eagles team, and you can say, okay, yeah, they've lost five out of the last six. That one win in that time frame was against the Giants on Christmas night. They could have very easily lost that game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, was not in for that full game, um, and you look at Eagles probably should have lost that first Dallas game. Kansas against Kansas City certainly could have lost. Take your pick, Washington, New England. This very easily, this Eagles team could have been an eight-win team this season and missed the playoffs. The, the fact that they're even here in this spot and able, if they win here. Obviously, they'll go to Detroit, uh, where they'll probably be a three to a three and a half point dog uh, if they advance there. Um, it, it's kind of amazing because this team in literally a blink of an eye, I think could have been an eight win team. Uh, and we would be having a completely different narrative. I realize the fans are, are calling for Sirianni's job, but I don't think that's very likely. Even if they lose here, I don't think it's very likely that he's going to be out of the job. Yeah. I, I can't buy that. We have, we have Howard, <laughs> we have your good friend Howard coming on in, in the next block. We're, well, obviously we're going to ask him that, but I, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that, you know, guy takes you to the Super Bowl, guy takes you to, you know, lose a wild card. I, I, I can't, but I understand the Eagle fans expect more, and, and I agree with you. I, I just don't have any confidence that Baker Mayfield's healthy to take advantage of the Bucks uh, of the Eagles' bad defense. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have, you have Baker compromised. Obviously, you have Hurts. Hurts uh, had an uh, injured finger there on his throwing hand. Um, no, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. This is the first look we're going to see of him since the, the last time we saw him, he was leaving on crutches and in a boot. So there's a lot of injuries that are playing into this game. And, uh, and really when the wild card pairings came out, uh, for my money, this was probably the hardest handicap of all the wild card games was this particular Eagles and Bucks game. TG, we're about to hit the break, but before we let you go, where's your, your biggest liability for the Super Bowl right now? Well, Miami was our biggest, so so getting them out of there was was great for us. Um, of the remaining teams that are still alive, obviously we have liability on the Eagles. Steelers, we have some, uh, and Green Bay, we have a little bit. But otherwise, we're in pretty good shape with with everybody else. Good stuff. Appreciate Love you it. taking the time with us. Thanks, TG. Right, give my best to Howard. Yes. Oh, we will. <laughs> That's Thomas Gable, director of the Racing Sportsbook at the Borgata. And as he said, yes, Howard Eskin coming up next, sideline reporter, uh, sports talk radio host, talking all things Eagles, Philly sports area legend coming up next. The King Michael, your good friend. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs that much more electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you as we continue our Bucks eagles conversation is Super Wild Card Weekend carries over to Monday. And for a Philly team that started the season 10-1 and one, like a cookie and milk, they have crumbled down the stretch. What will happen tonight to help us break it all down? We bring in Howard Eskin, the go-to guy for all things Philly sports, host and sideline reporter for all Eagles broadcasts. You can hear him on Sports Radio 94 WIP, as well as Fox 29 Philly on the TV side. And you and Michael go way back, so maybe I should just let the bromance flourish for a moment. Welcome in, Howard. Uh, and thanks. And by the way, I'm not big with cookies and milk. I just like the cookies um, oh. without the milk. And I'm good with take. that. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> take. Howard, the, 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 everybody, Thomas Gable just told us 
everybody at the Borgata is trying to get Sirianni fired as they place their bets on the Eagles to cover the three points today. Is there really <laughs> – there's a lot of conversation, right, about the Eagles could fire Sirianni if he doesn't win today. Are you buying that? Well, yeah, but you got to look where the conversation comes from. It comes from uh, WIP. It comes from the fans that call WIP. And it's just – it's a circle of – People just throwing throwing things out there. Uh, if they get beat, if the Eagles get beat tonight, forty nine to nothing, yeah, th- then there's a chance. Otherwise, I don't think Sirianni's going to get fired. And I think it's just it's uh, I, I call it an opinion. People call it a hot take. Uh, the writers kind of just need something to write other than just a playoff game against Tampa. Uh, I saw uh, a couple of things that Tim McManus from, and I'm going to call him out. Tim McManus from ESPN writes, the coaching situation with Nick Sirianni is in play. What the hell does that mean? In play. That, that's like a vague, non-descript uh, thing. And then he, uh, he talks, uh, I heard him on ESPN, where he said the locker room was subdued this week. I've been in that locker room every day that we're allowed in there, just like he is. And it's the same win lose. And Saturday, I couldn't even hear myself. They're playing music and singing. And today uh, they're all smiling. I I don't know where, but it's again, just to create this image of there's a problem there. And when you lose, Mike, you know, this, when you lose, how can people be happy? All right. Nobody's, happy. Does that mean it's the coach's fault? Where are the players accountable? Uh, Jalen Hurts is not as good a quarterback this year as he was last year. I I think he'll be a good quarterback, but he's not as good. Uh, The defense has got all kinds of issues. They lost two, three linebackers, actually, two safeties. The corners aren't as good as they were last year. So that's, uh, that's an issue. So, but it always goes back to the coaches. The offensive line for the Eagles, I think, is good, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year. So when you look at all these things, yeah, there's all this talk. And again, players may not be happy that they obviously shouldn't be happy if they're losing, but I don't know that it goes directly to the coach. But there will be, there's no question, there'll be changes within the coaching staff. And that always happens when you have these kind of issues, uh, especially the way it's happened at the end of the season. So as far as today goes, uh, a two-and-a-half-point, three-point favorite, depending on, on where you look for the game today against the Bucks. Like, is there a switch to be flipped for this Eagles team coming into the game? Or we always hear Bill Parcells, the quote, you are what your record says you are, and that's one in five over the last six games. Is Are they able to win and win at margin and show what they're made of in this game against a, an injured quarterback in Baker Mayfield on the other side? Well, using that analogy, they're 11 and six. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, And and here's one of the things that Nick Sirianni has tried to emphasize this week. You got to remember who you were and the way you played and the toughness you had. Now, does that translate to today's players to go out and play a better game? I think the matchup that the Eagles have against Tampa is the best one they could have had in the NFC. Uh, Tampa's they're, they're okay. Uh, I don't think they're special. And honestly, I I like the Eagles laying the three 
It's not called gambling if it wasn't gambling. If it was that easy, you would never call it gambling. If it's that easy to take the points with Tampa, why aren't people taking the points? It's kind of stayed a solid three in most places. So, I again, you still have to go out and play the game, and the Eagles have to play. They really do have to play better. But one, hey, the way they played at the end of the season was terrible, was terrible. Uh, but the defense – didn't play even close to good enough. It was, they were, they were brutal too. And then you're always falling behind. And then Jalen hurts. He holds the ball too long. And I know they've worked all these people that say, well, the coaches don't coach him up. They coach him up all the time, but the quarterback or whoever and the quarterback obviously is the key figure here has got to get rid of the ball. If teams are going to send the blitz, there's always a hot read, and you've got to get rid of the ball. And the other thing, he's got, had more turnovers this year than he's had uh, in the last two seasons. So I, I, uh, I you know, you, you look at a lot of different things, and uh, I don't think they are what that record was at the end of the year. I think they're somewhere in between what they were early when they were 10 and one, and then the way they fell off at the end of the season when they were one and five. But uh, if they win tonight, then a lot of the commotion slows down. And then uh, I wonder what talk radio and what these writers are going to write. It's just, it'll be lost. I don't know how the hell they're going to figure this out. But again, that's just me taking a shot at people just taking a shot. If you understand what I'm saying. What is Hertz's health? I mean, we saw him with the finger against the Giants. It didn't look good. You were obviously at practice. They say he's good, you know, but they've been saying his knee's fine too. Last year, 17.9% of the time he made tacklers miss. This year, that's down to 4% of the time. So we know there's something wrong with his lower body. How about the finger? What, what do we think on that? I think he's fine. I mean, I, I watch how he grips the ball. How he throws it, it, that's, you know, that's his decision making and how he throws it. But the way he's gripped the ball, I, it's fine. Uh, it just, everybody's got little bumps and bruises. I and mean, the thing, the only thing the finger will be is an excuse. Uh, I don't think it's anything like that. Missing AJ Brown obviously is not good, but for one game, I think you're going to see other players because of that for one game step up and Devonte Smith could have a really good game or should have a really good game, but the other receivers are going to step into, and I'm sure they're going to try to run the ball uh, a little bit more, but the reality is the injuries cannot be an excuse for this game. And it can't be an excuse for Jalen hurts. And I think what teams are doing, the other, there's a lot of other coaches that aren't stupid. Um, uh, you know, I'll exclude Mike McCarthy from that comment. Uh, but the reality is they figure out they've taken away the edges. So the RPOs and the edges are being taken away. I don't know if he's as fast as he was before. And I don't know if that's because of the injury. I, I it, It's hard to figure out. I, I see him run around at practice and not that much. We don't see that much. But And I see him walk around in the locker room. I see no limp. I see nothing that indicates that there, that there is a problem there. And obviously, he doesn't want to get hurt. Uh, but no, I'm not going to use injuries as any reason that the Eagles um, don't win this game if they don't win this game. But again, I, I, think, I think everybody realizes that they've got to get back to where they were. And 
And they're gonna, they got some guys, some veterans on the team that are going to push people to do that as well. Yeah, and to your point, coming off a season like they did last year, the expectations were very high. Before we let you go, Howard, you're out there in Tampa. Yeah. There were some concerns potentially about rain in the area during the week. What is the weather like today? <laughs> you know, it's, I went out and walked a little while ago. It's the, the rain. It's not a heavy rain. It's off and on, and that's when it's going to be tonight. But uh, I don't think it'll affect the players. It will be my seventh game standing in the rain in some part tonight so because i have to be on the sideline so at this point i don't even care if it's cold then i care it's not going to be cold Count your blessings so, you're not in uh, buffalo right yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh there's no hey no count my blessings i wasn't in kansas city yeah oh can you yeah, imagine that go, with Howard. a wind chill about minus 20 there's no yeah. way I could have stayed on the side. I, I don't know what I would have done. It was brutal. But no, it's hey, listen, if it, it's not going to rain that hard if it does the way I the way I understand it. So we'll see. Keep crushing it out there. Thank you so much Thank for doing you, this Howard. today. Enjoy the game. All right, thanks. You got it. All right, take care. Yeah, and again, Howard will be on the broadcast today doing sideline sports radio ninety four WIP. You can also catch him on the TV side locally, Fox twenty nine. Thank you, Howard Eskin, for joining us. We will be back resetting for hour two on the Lombardi line when we return. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our vsin.com slash picks page. And when you use our promo code here for the Lombardi line, it'll give you an extra 10% off that annual subscription. Promo code Lombardi. Again, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. This is the Lombardi line. Stormy Tony and Michael Lombardi with you. Excited to welcome into the program Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, spent a decade in the league, now doing great work with us as a lead NFL analyst here at VSIN, Pritch. It's been a, a busy couple of days getting super wild card weekend going. H- how'd you make out over the weekend, first and foremost? Well, Stormy Michael, great to be with you. Uh, I loved this weekend. Uh, I would have loved it even more if Dallas uh, would have showed up. Uh, I, you know, my teaser uh, <laughs> situation's dead with Buffalo. Uh, it got delayed. I was on the fence. What's going on with this game? Uh, but it doesn't matter now. Uh, but looking to maybe pr- participate in game. Uh, I, I think uh, what the playoffs has showed so far, um, certainly if you have a good quarterback like Matthew Stafford in, in, in L.A., right? I mean, that, that was like if you are entertaining teasers, that's a good one. Like a good quarterback uh, in an underdog situation, uh, certainly looking for those. But uh, the biggest surprise, obviously, has been the Cowboys and their lackluster performance, the inability to show up, the inability to look prepared. Uh, and that that really uh, has ruined my weekend so far. But we, we still have a couple games to go, though. Mike, let's take this from a player's perspective, right? You're Jerry Jones. You know, you've had this great season. Do you worry that the players might lack confidence in McCarthy in terms of getting them ready for the big game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, I think as a player, you're questioning everything. Like, we did everything right during a regular season. Uh, and therefore, you qualify for the playoffs. You're the second seed, right? Um, you know, and, and so why do we show up in these situations repeatedly uh, with this head coach and not or feel underprepared or feel like we're not part of the game plan? Like one of the things that I noticed uh, and, and I think the announcers talked about it was was CeeDee Lamb and, and certainly some of the playmakers on offense um, not feeling a part of the game. Right. And that's inexcusable. How? How do you get to the playoffs to not find rhythm offensively? Uh, Mike, Mike Holmgren, Mike, uh, Mike Shanahan, I mean, they all said the same kind of things. You know, 
the season is a collection of quizzes. We got to figure this out uh, along the way. We got to fix some issues along the way uh, if we have them. But once we get to the playoffs, you know, it's about matchups. It's about uh, the hot hand. It's about making sure that we are in rhythm and dictating out there. And so uh, I was shocked that offensively they didn't do that until the second half. Uh, and then defensively, uh, I, I don't know if Quinn was distracted or not, but uh, that was just a poor, poor performance by that Cowboys defense at home. Well, uh, he certainly, we mentioned distraction, certainly yeah, has all these head coaching opportunities and interviews that he's busy scheduling and lining up. But it was a rough defensive performance. You talk about dictating. That was the Packers, and it started from their decision with the coin toss when they won the toss not to defer, but say, no, we want to take the ball first, and we're going to do this, this, and this. To your point about the offense for Dallas, CeeDee Lamb didn't have his first reception until 206 of the second quarter when they were already down 20 to nothing, and his next target was Dak's pick six. So it was just a mess all across the board, a total no-show. Meanwhile, how about the Detroit Lions, who after years and years of just being brutal and not being able to come close to this point, have their first playoff win in what feels like forever? Yeah, since I played, to be honest with you, Stormy, I mean, that has been a long time coming uh, for Detroit, uh, but credit to them. Uh, you know, they started off and, and they took advantage of the early energy. Uh, I think that first opportunity for the Rams uh, inside the red zone uh, was something that they wish they could have back, uh, you know, as you settle for a field goal right there. But uh, even later on in the game, I, I you know, I'm not going to question McVay because I thought he's done a fantastic job uh, this entire year coaching this group of players. But, you know, with Matthew Stafford in that environment, uh, I don't know about playing the ball away. You know, you can second guess. I think a lot of people will. Uh, but maybe an opportunity to get one more in possession. As we know, in playoffs, everything is heightened. Everything is more important. Every situation is, is vital. Uh, and it's like, you, you know, you're going to have a reduced number of plays too, uh, a reduced number of possessions. It's just like, okay, why give that opportunity away, uh, even though the clock was in your favor? But uh, I, I, there was just missed opportunities by the Rams, but credit the Lions uh, for holding on and doing enough to get that victory. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, they 86 yards in the second half. They made two plays really in the second half. Uh, Hutchinson's pressure on Stafford, who I thought was remarkable, uh, right. really was a difference. I'm not sure that the Lions are the better team, Mike. I don't know what you thought, but watching the game and going back over it again today – I'm really not – other than the situations where they played great in the red zone and the Rams didn't, I'm not sure about that one. I mean, look, I still think Detroit's a good team, but I think Sean McVay's going to be kicking himself for a while on that game. He is, right? And like you just mentioned, and, and, and he knows this too. I mean, I think the reduced number of plays and possessions is so vital. And uh, I think when you have a quarterback like that and the aggressiveness that you can have and display on offense – uh, maybe more creativity or maybe there's one more play in there that you wish you would have called. Uh, but on the other side with the Lions, I, the clips or, or the cutaways to the sideline and the fellas looking at the scoreboard all the time. I mean, you don't want to see that, right? Uh, and that to me was a tell that they're scoreboard watching. Uh, and that's something they're going to have to fix. I, I don't know if they'll notice that. I don't know if they'll self-scout that. Uh, maybe they got the monkey off their back here with that first playoff win uh, and they'll be better uh, next time out. Uh, but yeah, they, they need to finish a game. They can't hold on uh, in the playoffs and think that they're going to get to the Super Bowl that way.
Beeson host and lead NFL analyst Mike Pritchard joining us here on the Lombardi line also spent a decade in the league as a wide receiver. When it comes to tonight, you mentioned that you're going to probably have maybe a live betting approach. Do you go into a game with a live betting game plan, like specific things that you're looking for, or do you just wait and see where the game takes you? I do. I do. I, I want to see if um, teams can evolve. If teams have uh, an answer to ad- for adjustments, for, for instance, Uh, You know, we all prepare for a game plan. We all think that our game plan is going to work. But when it doesn't work and when we're having some obstacles or or some adversity setting in, what else can we get to? And I think if you look at Pittsburgh, for instance, they do have some featured matchups that they can get to uh, against Buffalo, I believe. I think they have some advantages there. Uh, Will they get to it, though? Or will they play such a conservative game plan uh, that they're not going to have that opportunity, right? Uh, And then on the other side, Buffalo, this is a this is a huge test for them because Buffalo has not proven themselves over the last few years to be a physical football team to propel them to a Super Bowl. Well, here here you go, the Pittsburgh Steelers in your face uh, to see how physical you are because I know I know Tomlin's going to want that type of game. Uh, Josh Allen's going to have to use his legs. Uh, I think if we do see the six eligible element uh, from Buffalo, that'll be interesting. Uh, even though Pittsburgh they see that twice a year with Lamar Jackson in their own division. Uh, that's why I think Pittsburgh could be prepared for it. So if, if there's any type of um, slowness to this Buffalo offense, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if a turnover or two could could turn the tide uh, and therefore kind of favor Pittsburgh. So that's those are the things I'm going to be looking for in this football game. The, the first one uh, out the gate here on Monday. How about the night one? Do you have a feel? I can't, you know, I don't know who's healthy and who's not for, for the quarterback situation. We had Howard Eskin on. He said that, Hertz was healthy. He feels like he's right. going to, but without A.J. Brown, how good are they? <clears throat> What's your thoughts on this one? Well, Michael, they relied on a big play a lot this year, and I think that's hampered uh, Philly. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a new coordinator and his philosophy and how they wanted to to feature the big play. And, you know, that's, that's such a low percentage opportunity a lot of times. Uh, without A.J. Brown, where are you going to get that big play? Where are you going to generate that from? Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how they uh, evolve or adapt to that. Uh, they, they're not a great running team. They, we would think that they could rev, rev it up a little bit, right? But Shane Steichen's not there. Uh, it's Brian Johnson, a former quarterback himself, too. So defensively, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in what they're doing. I don't think they have confidence in what they're doing as they switch coordinators as well. So there's an opportunity for Tampa. I, Tampa can run the football. I, I like the physical element that they have uh, and utilize play action, uh, which would help Baker. But if, if he's dropping back a lot and, and putting himself in a situation where he could absorb some punishment, uh, that can wear on the quarterback, too. So this, was, this is a tough one. This is another endgame approach for me. Um, I entertain a teaser uh, with Baker at home, but I didn't, I didn't pull trigger on that one. So uh, I, I, I like the fact that I'm going into these games fresh uh, and certainly looking to endgame uh, or find an opportunity endgame if I can get one. You and me, Pritch, always ones to entertain a teaser. I love it. Uh, One last thing before we hit the break. We did see a double-digit spread come out as the opener for the 49ers and Packers. Do you think that was maybe a little too big? Woo. Yeah, but, you know, San Francisco has so much offense, uh, and they can evolve to so many different things. And then, you know, defensively, that's going to be different than what Dallas – Dallas was susceptible to uh, the style of play. The exact same offenses, by the way. 
uh, Dallas and, and Green Bay, similar to what we're going to see uh, with San Francisco. But I, I just think San Francisco has so many more adjustments. I don't lay double digits uh, if that's uh, no. if that's a direct answer to your question, though. Their defense better be <laughs> better than what we saw from the Cowboys. My goodness. Pritch, you're awesome. Thanks for right. doing this, buddy. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Have a great Pritch. Day. That's Mike Thank Pritchard. You. Follow him on X at MI Pritchard. We will be back wrapping things up. Get Michael's final thoughts on the games coming up this evening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S, 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use that code Vegas. The crown is yours. This is the Lombardi line on a Monday. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. We're wrapping things up here, giving out our final thoughts on today's doubleheader as we wrap up this super wild card weekend. Steelers Bills will be getting us going today, 4.30 Eastern on CBS, followed by the nightcap Eagles Bucks at 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN. The, the big news, of course, with that Buffalo game getting moved from yesterday to today and having Dan Fates on who covers the Bills. He's at Highmark Stadium today. He said the weather is significantly better than yesterday, Michael. Hence why we are seeing that total <laughs> up from 33 to now 39. I mean, significantly better is all relative, right? It's still <laughs> going to be 20 with 12 Fair. mile, 15 mile an hour winds. Like, like we're talking like they didn't move the game to St. Bart's. Like, it's not going to be that nice, right? Like, yeah, let's calm but, down here. But on the plus it's side, nobody has to drive the snowmobile to the stadium today. So that's the perk, right? It, yeah, that's the one perk. And I don't know where people are going to sit. I mean, Dan said they still don't have the lower bowl emptied out. I mean, if you have a ticket, you're going to be standing. I just hope the Bills are really good and there's no snowball fights between Steeler fans, which are driving up from – you know, Buffalo to, you know, it's not that far, oh, yeah. right? So they can get there. Uh, I don't, you know, you just don't want to see all that snow, ice. Those are heavy snowballs to be tossing around. Sure. Did you see, by the way, in the Kansas City Miami game, all of the, the beers? Like, imagine spending $24 on a beer and then having no. it completely hard as a rock. No, I, I can't even imagine it. I, I mean, I, I all I would have been doing is drinking hot chocolate and just. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd had. I forgot to ask Dan how many layers he had on. Like, you got to have like twenty layers on. So I, I know at least in games. So I've never done one that is that cold, but um, I've had it cold enough to where like my phone would completely turn off and you're just <laughs> your mouth doesn't move properly when you're trying to do hits on television, <laughs> which is always fun. I have yeah. like heated jackets, though, that are battery powered. And so that at least helps yeah. your, you know, helps you out a little good. bit than um, just good. layers. So. Hey, big news, though, Stormy. Big news. Caleb Williams has declared for the draft, even no. though he doesn't have ownership in a team yet. Yes, what? he's coming out. So there it is. We don't have ownership in a team. Pete Thamel is reporting that he's going to enter the draft. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he's in partnership with uh, the Chicago Bears to, you know, pick their next offensive coordinator. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's coming into the league, so good for him. I'm stunned. I had no idea that Caleb Williams was going to declare for the draft. Hmm. Uh, that, that whole situation shocking, is funny. Right? But you yeah. know what, Michael? Michael? We have months that yes. we are going to be talking about Caleb Williams when we're not going to have football on our television screen. So tonight, let's make sure that we are focused on the task yeah. at hand here. When push comes to shove, um, how do you think that things are going to play out here for this first game? Well, I think it's a really tough matchup for Pittsburgh. I mean, Mason Rudolph on the road, they rely on the explosive play. They're going to have to run the football. Can they run the ball on Buffalo in that stadium? You know, where the crowd noise isn't in their favor. They can't have negative plays. Buffalo lives off of those. And they're going to have to throw the football. This is not Seattle's defense that they were able to run on a couple weeks ago out in Seattle. They're going to have to make some plays in the passing game in terms of down the field. And with Pickens and Johnson and Fryer Muth back, they can do that. The problem is, can they get control of the game with their defense? Can they stop Buffalo's run game? Because they want to run it too now with Cook and with Allen as yeah. the main back. So, you know, you're not 
Diggs hasn't hurt anybody. You're not worried about Diggs making those big plays as much as you are controlling the run game and defending the middle of the field. I just think it's a hard game. I think weather helps Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Weather will help Pittsburgh. They're going to need some drops. And look, Josh Allen's going to have to turn the ball over for them to win the game. There's no doubt about it. If Josh Allen plays a clean game, I don't see how Pittsburgh wins. The thing is, do we really believe that Josh Allen can play a clean game? Because that's something I can't talk myself into. Yeah. I can't either. I I can't talk myself into that in terms of, you know, because you go back and watch it. It's a 26-21 to New England loss, and New England turned it over four times and missed a field goal. And yet they're five points within it. This line's 10 points, and Pittsburgh plays better, and they play with a lot more urgency, and they're together. There's a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin. Could this be he's going to go? There's been reports he's going to go talk to his family at the end of the year to decide what he wants to do. We shall see. But one thing about Pittsburgh, I like them this game without J.J. Watt. When it was the weather game, I didn't know if Watt's influence was going to be as – as important because it was going to be a run game with 40 mile an hour winds in, in either direction, right? <clears throat> it wasn't going to be a passing game. Now that it is more of a passing game, we saw Mahomes throw it 41 times in the bitter cold of Kansas City, so we know Allen's going to throw it. I think that's what's really going to bother them. Now, look, the, the Patriots gave their tackles, Spencer Brown and Dawkins, they gave them trouble with their rush on the outside. And, and Pittsburgh still can rush the passer a little bit. So even without Watt, so that, that's going to be the, the, the Bills offensive line is going to have to play well today as well. Yeah, and I, I do think that the Bills are going to win. Ten points just feels like a, a lot for me. I'm not 100% yeah. sold on betting Pittsburgh just yet. But, I mean, even looking at their recent game log in this five-game win streak, they only won one of those games by that margin. All the rest of them have been one-score close games in the ones that they have won. Um, as far as props go in this game, there's no Gabe Davis for Buffalo in this spot. So when we were talking to Dan earlier, he said that Khalil Shakir could be worth targeting his yards prop set at 34 and a half. And he has gone over that number in each of the last three games. I also have interest in Dalton Kincaid. He's been targeted seven or eight times the last two games, had 84 yards at Miami, 87 against New England's defense. His prop sitting there at 35 and a half, some 36 and a half that with, with that one going up. But um, I think that both of them could see increased targets. And then same thing when you look for the, uh, for, for the Eagles, Bucks game later today without AJ Brown. Maybe Devontae Smith is a beneficiary. Maybe you can find somebody else and target one of their overs, which leads us to our pro tip of the day. With players like that out today, consider who you think is going to replace that production. Um, prop betting, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, again, free pro tips at vsin.com. Michael, but let's go to that second game of the day, I, then I, Eagles I and like Bucks. That. I yep. like that pro tip, though. Let me, let me just, on, on one thing, Shakir. It's a good tip because remember we were talking about how Cooper Cup, you know, less than 50% in terms of success rate with targets to catches. Well, Shakir is almost – he's at 74%. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they throw him the ball, he's catching it, he's open. And that's something you want to play, especially in a prop where his number's so low. Those last three games he had three catches on three targets, 45 yards against New England – 
four targets, four catches, 39 yards. And then against Miami, six targets, six catches, 105 yards. He's caught everything that's come his way as of late. Uh, but let's wrap things up here talking about that Eagles-Bucks game. Eagles laying three. We've seen oh it toggle back and forth throughout the last two hours that we've been on the air between that two and a half at three. Back at three now. How's it going to play out? I think the under's in play. I, I, I really okay. do. I, I wish I felt better about I felt better about the ability of the Bucks to run the ball because you can run the ball on Philly. You can. I mean, Arizona ran it beautifully. They ran a, had a great game plan. Connor was sensational in the game, and Murray added some of the plays he needed to. You can attack the secondary. Look, this one thing about this Bucks team: they have explosive players on the edges. But can they run? They're 32nd in rushing yards. They're 32nd in yards per attempt. And if this is a 40-game pass for Baker Mayfield, who's not healthy, then I don't think it spells a very good outcome for the Bucs. The other thing is, Eskin talked about it, this Bucks team loves to blitz, right? They love to come after you. And we watched Don Martindale blitz Jalen Hurts. you got to pay real close attention to it. He's going to bring pressure from Jalen Hurts' right to try to force him to his left so that he has to make plays. And we know his eye level is down. And his running ability, as Eskin said, is not the same it was last year. Doesn't break as many tackles as he did last year. So the Bucks' defense is formidable, especially in their up front. If they get pressure, and then one thing we do know, Hurts has turned the ball over. Not to the extent of Josh Allen, but he has turned it over. See, I didn't expect that that was the full breakdown I was going to get. I took a small money line play out on Tampa, Michael. I thought that you were going to talk me out of it today, but you just kind of confirmed a lot of the thoughts that I had. It's A lot of it's going to come down to, though, what is Baker Mayfield going to be able to do in controlling this offense? So I have a small play on the money yep. line, plus 138 for Tampa. And then I'm also thinking I'm going to do a same-game teaser in the Steelers-Bills game. Maybe Steelers plus 16 and under 45. What are we thinking? Come on. I like that. I do. I think 40. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> 16. Look, one thing about Josh Allen, he has won more games by more than seven points when he wins. I think he's over at like 70% of the time he does that. But you can't trust him from not turning it over. Yeah, this game just doesn't have blowout written all over it to me. That's a wrap for us today. Awesome show as usual. Good luck with your bets, ladies and gents. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.